now we will begin the dance. This is the Brahms dance. And welcome once again to Post Game of Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of those the show. They show genre. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, also known as Dermot Smurfit. And with me, as always, is Brooks Oaklesby. I am Brooks, and I'm a lore master of the Seven Kingdoms. Here we are. What up? Some people are saying anyone can die on Game of Thrones, <laughs> Any- the go, go, go season. Many Any- are saying anyone can die, and we just watched the best episode since Blackwater. Yeah, this is Brian Cogman's swan song. His, his other famous episode, which was the Ramsey and Sansa wedding episode, his favorite character, Sansa, he also loves Arya, and he wrote this one too. Weird. Uh-huh. Weird. 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 This season sucks, dude. Can we just say, you know, we, this episode mainly featured uh, characters saying things from like season one, right? This episode was a lot like the fly episode of Breaking Bad. Fuck you. So can I just bring something back from our past that yeah, sure. we're not gonna, hope- we're not going to get a chance? Because, you know, this was everyone's last chance to say lines they've said before before they die. Yeah. So here's ours. Great stuff from Brian Cogman. Obviously. Great stuff from <laughs> Brian Cogman. Everybody on the show is just on fucking Talking Thrones now, where everybody just sits around and talks about when they used to be interesting characters who did things. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about the present ever. They're just like, "Hey, Ari, remember when I was? You were my captive, and I hit you on the bonked you on the head of the red wedding." And they're like wrong about it too. Remember when fucking Davos tells someone he's like, "I wasn't in a battle until I fought yeah. in the Battle of the Bastards." <laughs> your remember when your died. son died? He died. Tyrion killed him. Tyrion killed him. <laughs> this good. So to me, this season, so I know it's because, like, this is just them spinning their wheels until Big Battle next season, and then Big Battle at King's Landing later, mm-hmm. but this, so far, this season is more like season five to me than season seven, where mm-hmm. it's, it's not even, like, funny bad anymore. It's, it's just, just nothing. It's just the dregs. Yeah. Uh, there is, like, there's not even, like, sorry for profanity, Kim, there is no, like, bad pussy like of this yeah. season and there won't be right it's just bad so i i got so i briefly was mad last evening um, <laughs> for a little bit i haven't been mad ever since and a thousand people on twitter haven't been mad at me for making them look at a map uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> kim um, did you see brooks getting like eviscerated on twitter yes did you like it i loved it i loved, <laughs> I loved how many like likes he had and I was like, yo, he must have posted this, like, weeks ago. Uh-huh. No! Brooks is just that great. Uh-huh. And well, yeah. some people would Some disagree. people were like, I saw some people were like, um, has this guy even watched <laughs> the show? Maybe he needs to go back and watch, rewatch. Yeah, two everyone was like, this clout shit is funny. Everything. And people kept saying, like, well, uh, winter, they had to wait for winter, dude. They had to wait for winter, which, as we famously see, it's snowing all the time and no one can move in the snow because it's so bad. I uh-huh. loved it. I loved all of it. Thank you. By the way, uh-huh. shout out to Sam. Sam Canning? Yeah. Okay. He's funny. Sam, oh, oh, yeah, Sam funny. was really funny. He was so funny. He's yeah, the, the one nice thing. Unless they were on the floor. <laughs> Sam is so funny. Yeah, Sam's really funny. He was saying last night that he can't read any tweets unless they're on the floor. <laughs> it's pretty good. 
Um, everybody go follow the floor map on Twitter, and you can uh-huh. see Cersei's floor map. Um, that is the URL. Yeah, okay. So um, I was mad briefly last night. Okay, for a little bit, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've been thinking about how we've... This show is just reunions now. Uh-huh. So the first... To me, I think the first, like, big reunion was John and Sansa in season six. Like, that was the first one where it was, like, hugging, and it's like, okay, we're, we're getting to the end game, and George R. R. Martin doesn't want to finish the book, so we're getting them here. It's been 16 episodes since that one. Okay. And it's just been 16 straight episodes of different permutations of people in the same room. Yeah. It's really just like, what if Melisandre and Podrick met? Hey, where's Melisandre? It's, when she comes to fucking Westeros with her big red priestess army and Kinvara comes back, it's gonna be pretty fucking sick. You know what would have been really funny is if, uh-huh. um, in the scene where everyone's sitting in front of the fire that Winterfell has and not being warmed by the hot springs that pipe through the I was wall. thinking about that last night. Like, could you imagine if that was the, if it was season one and that was the thing we were most mad about? Uh-huh. Actually, there are hot springs under Winterfell that warm the house. But it re- there's one thing that scene was missing, and it was Varys um, there, so someone could say how he has no dick. Yeah. Other than that perfect episode. And then Varys could smile and laugh about how his dicky got thrown into a fire and he liked it. Um, hey, let's uh, hop into the review roundup real quick. Okay. So this episode, uh, I do want to tell you because I'm, I need to be like upfront and, and honest with you, my co-host. You liked it. My friend. I, no, not that. Uh, you're not going to like this. I am uh, breaking edge. As we record this episode. Oh, yeah? But I'm drinking a tasty North Coast tart cherry beer. Okay. Um, it just so happens that, one, I like the taste, and two, I, I needed some extra <laughs> extra boost oh, well, I <laughs> for have, this episode. I have a delicious Arnold Palmer Zero No Calories Half Iced Tea Half Lemonade. Yeah, because we usually do our, our drink debrief before the episode, so mm-hmm. I just figured I'd get that on air to, you know, I, P- Papa needs his juice. Yeah, Papa needs I, his I, juice. I gotta catch a barracuda on this one. <laughs> it's just uh, good how we're a third of the way through the season. And the nothing final has one. happened. The only, the most famous named character to die on the Anyone Can Die show is Ned Umber. Yep. <laughs> no Nightman yet. Uh, this episode has an 89% rating from Rotten Tomatoes based on 61 reviews. That, honestly, that seems, that sounds like low. Do you know what last week was? Probably like, let me just click on it. Real quick, let's. I'll I'll get the um, ninety two percent. Oh, so, so yeah, this one sucked. Uh, the critics critics consensus states, "What a night!" Uh, the episode's called "A Night of the Seven Kingdoms." By the way, <laughs> wow, I can't wait wait for fucking next week's episode to be called "The Blackfire Rebellion." Yeah, thank you, Brian, uh, for pretending that you've read the Duncan Egg books. Uh, what it lacks in narr- forward narrative momentum, it makes up for in cryptic callbacks. Like, when they, they just said <laughs> shit they that's did before. you know it's good. They just said shit that they did before. Jamie says it before Tyrion does. Jamie says, I haven't changed and I don't regret killing Jory Cassell, but now I'm good. <laughs> cryptic callbacks, intimate moments, and the promise of imminent battle, though some fans may find their patience tested. The things we do for love. That's in the actual, like, critics... I just, I, it's so good. (laughs) End of statement. It's just, every episode is really, if if it's not explicitly the one battle episode of the season, I know we're getting to the season, but, like, every episode, the reviews are always, Game of Thrones takes a smart step back and reviews the damage to come with a slow, methodical-paced episode, Randy Orton. We've had fucking seven Randy Orton episodes in a row. I, I want, like... 
we need to go through, uh, please fan, some, <laughs> Pigot family, someone please do this for me. Just go through all of the past, like, 10 AV Club headlines and see how many of them are like, Game of Thrones, like, sets the pace, like, for the uh-huh. next, what's to come later. Like, we take all stock that. of what there is to lose and the battles to come. Yeah. I bid you good fighting in the war to come. Yeah. That's my favorite thing. Um, yeah, whatever. It, this, so, this entire episode, I mean, like, the whole show is to be, like, really reductive, but more than anything, this entire episode felt like a bad fan fiction. hmm Like, it was just someone being like, I like Game of Thrones, what do I want to happen in it? Yeah. And then that happens. What's one just, good thing that George R. R. Martin has had planned that I can do, Brian? Yeah, and and not, yeah, we'll take, uh, we'll say George told us that a little girl gets set on fire, but not that, uh... Yeah. Yeah, I did yeah. love that they took, they were like, George did the Shireen thing, but we came up with this cool thing about Brienne being knighted by Jamie, this fa- this new thing that we came up with. Yeah, he knows how to do it, and a knight and can make a knight. George originally had the idea that, like, Jamie would knight Brienne, but we thought, what a funny Tormund was there. When Jamie knights Brienne, in my fanfiction, uh-huh. um, the wind's a winner, it's gonna be, he's he's dying and he does it. And there's no one around to witness it, just like Dunk. If Dunk was even knighted. Yeah, Not everyone is literally in the room and they watch it and they clap. They watch it and they clap, but it's... Well, Dunk is a... Brienne is a descendant, so it's... Brian, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. She thank you, Brian, for reading with the ice and fire. We salute Where's the you. shield, Brian? Where's the shield? Um, anyway, you wanna... You wanna start this one? Yeah, so the previously on, we learned that dragons <laughs> we are see, here. We, we see Bran fall out of a window. <laughs> we see Bran fall out of a window. And then we remember that Davos invented the wedding proposal, which I think we glossed over last week, but he very much did uh-huh. say a proposal is what I'm proposing, which those don't exist. Oh no, it does exist, because remember when, um, D- Danny was gonna marry his dar and she forced him by dragon, and she's like, it's a good thing a suitor is already on his knee. Oh Remember yeah. That? So, I Cogman... Danny didn't tell Javos about her invention yet. I wonder if Cogman wrote that one. He just thinks that's how you, you propose there. Yeah. Uh, let's go. You kn- so you're excited. You were excited for the boring book of the Winds of Winter to come, even though it's all spoiled now. Mm-hmm. And how? So you, you're Jamie's your guy. Jamie's mm-hmm. the guy that you like. You think mm-hmm. he's interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think that sort of his path to pure redemption and everybody liking him again do you think it'll take more or less than two minutes probably more than two minutes because (laughs) um hold on can you just like riff for a second because i really want to pull up an article on the fundamentals that like said it really good okay sure yeah let's uh so we start with jamie being on trial and daenerys is talking about her good brother viserys who she likes now and also she likes the mad king her dad now Mm-hmm. Um, she likes them, and because Viserys would say bedtime stories about Jamie being, uh, bad, and then Daenerys, not joking, makes a joke about how Jamie ain't got no hand. Yeah. I, I got, the, I got the thing up if you want to. Okay, great. Right so this is written by Jess on The Fundamentals, and it says, uh, about Jamie. This is why the journey George R. R. Martin puts Jamie on is so interesting. The man throws an innocent child out of a window. Unforgivable. Yet, through growth, we grow to like him. But is there truly redemption for someone like that? Jamie's journey is about reckoning with what he has done in the past and finding redemption through that, not absolution or even forgiveness. As right. opposed to the three minutes of this episode when everyone said it's okay and you like it. And then they yeah, and also I'm more mad at Sansa. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, 
It's good. It's good. You have to admit it. I just left the channel for a second trying to boot Craig, but I'm I'm here. We're good. You're thinking about how good it was. <laughs> I was. The, Jamie doesn't even. He's not even growing. The first thing he says was, "I." Sansa's like, "Hey, we can't trust Jamie because he attacked Ned in the streets in season one." Because I'm Brian Cogman and I rewatched season one, and then Jamie, and Jamie. says, <laughs> "I." He says, which. He says he won't apologize, which Sansa doesn't understand, because that's all she does. Mm-hmm. And then Jamie says, I did it for my family and my house, and I do it again. He says, I like to do it. Have you ever considered that? Walk a mile in a man, another man's shoes. Th- he doesn't... <laughs> and can I... If you want me to give Brian Cogman some credit, he didn't mean it to be this. Mm-hmm. But... So we know that Book Jamie, one of the reasons that he doesn't tell people about the fire is because like he's he's a lion, he's proud, he doesn't want people to like see him be vulnerable and stuff. So it would make sense if publicly he's still like, I don't care. And then when he sees Bran in private, he's like, I'm a good character now. But that yeah. doesn't come across and is bad. If there ever was a time for him to give his reasoning, it probably would have been a good one. Yeah, but, but he knows that Brienne is there, and she hasn't talked for two episodes, so it's her turn. Yeah. He read the script and knew Brienne's going to say nice things about him. So. He saw Brienne not talk at all at the parlay and says, I bet she's building up for this scene. And, and the thing Brienne says is like, he didn't kill me. And we're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Jamie says, he's like, I won't apologize, Jorah Cassell deserved it. And then Bran says the thing from season one again, and then Jamie says... This goes beyond loyalty and then looks at Brienne because last season she taught him to fuck loyalty. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he, he he's waiting for the hot tag and Brienne's not, like, not coming out uh-huh. for him. And then uh-huh. she, so then Sam, uh, Brienne gets up <laughs> and she, Sam, did you remember season five? Because she says, she says, Sansa would not be alive if not for Brienne. So, correct me if I'm wrong here, I may not be remembering things correctly. I believe what happened in season five is that Brienne looked at a window for three months and then Sansa put a candle in there, but you didn't see it because she went to kill Stannis. My lady, you needed me to look at a candle for a whole season, but then I saw Stannis on a tree and I saw a dying old man and I killed him. Because I think Renly is is the rightful king. That is what Brienne still, it's, we're four episodes away from Game of Thrones ending and Brienne still thinks Renly is the rightful king. It's pretty good. Do you think the reason that Jaime didn't mention the wildfire in, so Game of Thrones logic, is because his reasoning doesn't work anymore. His whole thing was like, Eris was going to burn down King's Landing with a wildfire and that's bad. But everybody saw it and it just blew up one room and everybody likes it. Yeah, wildfire is good now. Yeah, so if if he would have let Eris do it, everyone would have been like, "Fucking sick, dude!" Oh, this is so sick. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, uh, I hate public, religion. Public opinion has changed since all those years ago. Yeah. It also is worth noting that Tyrion did already tell Daenerys about the Mad King and the wildfire in season six. Mm-hmm. So she knows that Jamie. That's why he did it. But she's she's kooky crazy. Hmm. Remember what Danny calls John next? Oh, Warden of the North. How does this work? So Danny just says, what does the Warden of the North say about it? And turns to John, which is weird because you think John would be the Warden of the South, given his expertise there. Uh-huh, and yeah. then that's, so John is Warden of the North now. We didn't know that before. So what, don't you need to be like Lord of somewhere to do that? No. Anyone can be killed. Wow. Anyone can be you're Warden just, of whatever. You're just, stop fishing for Twitter likes. Oh, yeah, I'm fishing for, I don't. So Santa is the Lady of Winterfell, right? Yeah. But John is Warden of the North. Yeah. Am I am I right? That I, that is I think what is happening, yeah. Okay, cool, thank you. 
No, no further questions, Your Honor. Yeah, so then John just says, hey, we need new soldiers, da- Jamie's fine, and then Grey Worm gives him a sword, and that's it. He just, John just kind of says, like, whatever, and yeah. everyone's okay with Here's it. Here's Heartsbane, goodbye. Here, see, we have, we have a lot of them now. Gendry's yeah. been making them. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you're, you're making a bunch of swords for an army, and then your girlfriend comes up and says, stop it, and make something special for me. And then you say, this scene was so boring. And it like was only it, like three minutes. <laughs> it was only three minutes, and it's just, it's truly, I don't think anybody in the entire world, the millions of people watching the show, not a single person ever thought Jamie was in any danger of not joining oh, for the sure. good guy team. Absolutely He's a good not. guy now. He's good, because he said so. It's pro wrestling, and all the good guys like each other on the tag team, and then all the heels, the bad guys like each other now. Now I'm waiting for, like... When, when, like, say, like, Kofi Kingston's getting, like, beat up in the middle of the ring, and even though John Cena is good, like, he doesn't come out to save him. Uh-huh. Like, that's what I'm waiting for in the big darkness battle. Yeah, it's gonna be like, epic. <laughs> like, Jorah's getting the shit beat out of him, and Jimmy's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm on the, uh, left flank. I- I'm over on SmackDown now, I can't come yeah. over and help you. Podrick's in catering. So the thing with Daenerys this episode, after this big meeting, Sansa storms off, and then Daenerys goes to chew out Tyrion for knowing about how... Because fucking Tyrion was like, Cersei's good now. And actually, she wasn't, and Daenerys is like, I'm so mad at you, I'm gonna fucking kill you, Tyrion Lannister, here in Winterfell. But then someone says he's smart. Yeah, they... Many people say this episode that Tyrion is very clever and smart, and then David Benioff says it at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Tyrion... But all, it's weird how all he ever does is fuck up, but everyone else says he's smart. So he potentially fucks up even more than John. Like, it's definitely between <laughs> the two of them. Yeah. So then there's... there's They want you to have drama about how Jorah or Varys might be Daenerys' Hand of the King, and who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand how they're still doing this, like... Even if, like, to put some type of reason for Sansa and Daenerys to be, like, arguing... Say it, say it is about, like, the North's, like, independence or whatever. Last episode, Bran was like, we don't have time for this shit. We're all gonna die tomorrow. Like, can we postpone this a bit? Can we just kind of plan well, for, Bran like... Bran says, Daenerys, your dragon's blue now, Khaleesi. And she says, who? And then that's it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Gendry is here, and he's forging dragon glass. Next scene. Mm-hmm. And then Arya sees him, and she likes to see it, and she raises an eyebrow in, like, a flirty I, way. I did like, um, so a few of the members of P. Chat did pick up on the spoilers that were posted earlier right. before the episode. And I'm glad I read them, because this the episode would have killed me dead. Yeah, this is where everybody started screaming at me, because I hadn't, I didn't read the leaks. I like to not read them. But I do believe even you said, oh no, when you first Yeah, because kind of Arya's my- sort of raising an eye, doing the DreamWorks face at Gendry, who's like titties are out and like he's he looks strong and sweaty uh like he has he's wearing like bucciarati's shirt like okay now i like it now he's good and then so Arya's like where's my weapon because the audience shouldn't know what the weapon is yet so yeah we're not allowed to know what the plan is even though we see her spinning it around in the trailer it's good Uh uh-huh so then gendry we this is where we learn the first of many times that uh like refugees and other like non-fighters um We'll be safe in the Winterfell crypts. Mm-hmm. This is very we're much like, as long as the wall is up, we'll be famously safe. Famously, the Winterfell crypts where no dead people live. Yeah, where so we're fighting a battle against dead people who've been raised from the ground. Let's all go to the most concentrated area where, like, Rickon's bones are still unburied sitting there on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's fine. I bet nothing will come of that. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. And then they talk about what the Army of the Dead is like, and then Arya is epic, and she becomes Bullseye from Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I know death. He's got many faces. I look forward to seeing this Everyone's one. just saying all the lines from the trailer in this one. Yeah, so. and then we're a third of the way through the entire fucking final season, and it's mm-hmm. good. Did we talk about Jamie when he goes to see Bran? Yeah, up next tree? is Jamie approaching Brienne at, uh, Bran at the heart tree, and the snow still has no wheelchair track, so he's just he just <laughs> fucking teleports there. And ba- so here's what happens. Uh, Jamie walks up, and then Bran says, uh, okay. And that's it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've said this before, but this this episode is full of Eddie synopsises. That's all that happened! Where the way that it's like, so then Theon goes and he meets John at Dragonstone, and he says, I wanted to be both, and John says, do it, and that's it. That's it! Also, this had the most fucking, like, television's Game of Thrones thing of people kind of like talking around a subject and then when they're about to get to it someone's like my lady bronzion royce is here with a message bronzion like, royce is interrupting every conversation in this episode god even so, then wouldn't you be like okay uh bronzion royce can wait for a fucking second can i finish this with the queen like i'm talking to the queen right now theon can wait what, yeah we're trying mean, to figure out if the north's going to be independent real quick can you even if you are like i believe what happened is fucking bronzion royce or whoever is like my lady someone is here to see you wouldn't you just be like hey theon's here yeah. Like, because that would make it more urgent that you would interrupt a meeting between the Queen of the World and the Lady of Winterfell, to me, personally. Yeah, but this isn't Brandon Stark anymore. It's He's not Brandon anymore. But then, but then we would know who it was, so... Yeah, like, but... You know what's good is how Bran says, well, Jamie, I wouldn't, I didn't want to sell you out because, uh... Oh, for those of you who don't watch the show, Bran knows that Jamie pushed him and he likes it. Mm-hmm. Um... He says that he'd be no use to us fighting uh, if he's dead. And it's good how in season eight of Game of Thrones, Jamie is famously useful for fighting. Yeah. I feel like he's killed more people since losing his hand. Oh, he def- he's got better. Yeah, because he, he got a cool shield. That because also- now, he, now he can focus all of his fighting into one hand. Uh-huh, he know? uses one for all, and it's good. Yeah. <laughs> So yep. then he, he's like, fucking, Bran, what's going to happen afterwards? Are you going to tell on me? And then Bran says, how do you know there's an afterwards? Because I can't see the future in this episode. And uh-huh. then Jamie says, because there are four more episodes. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. And then Tyrion goes to talk to Jamie, and my Taisha reveal sense starts going off. So did anything happen in this conversation? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Good. They talk about how Daenerys is different, but don't say anything specific, because she's not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, oh, we did. We do know that Jamie knows how to use an ultrasound. He confirms that Cersei's baby is real. And he his. said, "He said Cersei has become pregnant." Yeah, she's Gregario. Where then, were you? Where were you when Cersei became Gregarious? Yeah, I was drinking brain fluid. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this no. this is also fucking Tyrion's like, oh, so we're both gonna die at Winterfell, and then t- everybody says, "Say the line, Tyrion." Mm-hmm. And he says, I always pictured myself dying in my own bed at the age of 80 with the belly full of wine. And and then Jamie fucking improv games it with him and they say it at the same time, a girl's mm-hmm. mouth around your cock. So he just says that all the time, I guess. So as we, uh, we, we need to hash this out now for your predictions, um, like quota thing. One of the questions was how many times will the word cock be said? That counts as two. They it both counts, said, okay. It's two different characters saying it. Because so also, it also technically, Jamie says your cock and Tyrion says my cock. So Okay, yeah, definitely two totally different, yeah. That's, that's two, folks. Yeah, so. it's two. Um, so then, then Tyrion fantasizes about becoming blue and killing Cersei, but not in, like, the cool book way. Uh-huh. 
And then Jamie sees that Brienne is there, and it's fucking Brienne. She's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Brienne just shouting in the battlements, I'm not a knight! Yeah, I'm not a knight. Wouldn't like to be one. Yeah, Podrick got a haircut. Podrick is fucking shredded, dude. Dude, Podrick's been doing CrossFit. I forget who it was, but someone in the chat kept saying Podrick became Devilman, and that's the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. Dude, Podrick's fucking hot. Podrick is Devilman now. Yeah. It's sick. It's good. Mm-hmm. So then they have a walking conversation, Jamie and Brienne, because they're on the West Wing, and Brienne is commanding <laughs> part of the army... And Brienne's like, what are you doing? You haven't insulted me yet, because that happened in the books. And That was the first very, like, fanfiction-y thing that, like, alerted me. Yeah, Brienne Brienne forgets the bath scene altogether and be like, we've never talked ever without you insulting me every 30 seconds. Remember when she was like, help, the Kingslayer, and he's like, my name is Jamie, because I sure don't. No. Anyway. So, in this scene... Jamie says that he's not the fighter he used to be, so now he's bad at fighting. Mm-hmm. So that's important for you to know. This will be important for later. This will be important for later. And then he says he wants to. He, I, he want, I want to serve under you, Brienne. And then Brienne says, "I gotta go," and that's it. Yeah, he's like, "I will be honored to fight for Brienne mm-hmm. of Tarth." Did you mm-hmm. notice when we cut to the next scene that Danny is just looking at the ground alone in her room? No, but I like it. <laughs> it's so good. She's just in her dark room and she's just looking at the ground. Is this when Salsa comes in? This is when Jorah walks in and says Khaleesi. Okay. And he says, like, Tyrion is good? He says, yeah, he says, hey, I know that... was Apparently Jorah used to be Khaleesi's hand. I don't even fucking remember that. That did not happen. But he if, says if, he says that Tyrion replaced him as hand, and Khaleesi's like, are you if, jealous? Are you if mad? that happened, it was never official. Like, it was he, like he it never, was like when Khaleesi married Hisdar. It's just yeah, like, like, he never had a pin, so... Yeah, and then so Jorah says, I'm here to tell you to forgive Tyrion Khaleesi, and I have another suggestion as well, but we don't see it. And then we go to see Sansa talking to Jan Royce. Uh-huh. And then the merit comes in, and what do they... So, they they immediately talk about the famous character of Jon Snow, who has gotten me no fucking fantasy points thus far. Very sad. Can I just gotta briefly... I, got, I noticed this on my rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, briefly we hear what Jan Royce and Sansa are talking about. And mm-hmm. it's like, Jan Royce is like, we have to close the gate soon, Khaleesi, because the, uh, it's winter's coming. And then she says, like, Sansa's like, we have to keep the Winterfell gates open as long as we can, because people are still coming in from the countryside. So just keep them in as long as you can. Remember when the Winterfell guards wouldn't even let Arya Stark into the castle? <laughs> they wouldn't let Arya Stark into the castle. They had to do a fucking who's on first routine. And they also let Jamie Lannister in, who was dressed up like a fucking wizard. Toad. He was dressed up like the Grim Reaper, and he had black yeah. hair, and we like it. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie and Bran have the same haircut now. They do. Same wig. Same wig. You get a blonde one, you get a black one. We like it. So Khaleesi comes in, and she's like, hey, why were we girl mad at each other for last episode? And then they get over it for 30 seconds, and then they get girl mad at each other again, Mm -hmm. because Brian Brian Cogman's writing this one. Mm -hmm. It's about Jon Snow, by the way, if you didn't know. Yeah. Oh, and this is also Sansa says that Tyrion is a good man and he was never anything but decent to me. And Sansa- so not only did Sansa apologize, she apologized twice. She apologized twice, and also now she hates Cersei. Uh huh. She taught and her also, a great many things before. We get my, the second um, fan fiction thing of them referencing Jon Snow being short. It's so funny though that Khal Drogo was bigger than him. 
Yes, yeah, so we did, we talked about this on the Discord, but so he's saying that she says like there's only one other man who I loved and who I trusted and who was true to his word. He was big. Yeah, like Drogo was like was like was like big man, but he sort of did promise to cross the poison water and seat Rago on the throne and like pillage and all that shit. Yeah, that's, that is, he did it. But he was funny tall Aquaman, so it's funny. He was funny tall, he said, I have to go be Aquaman now. He said, I have to go be Aquaman. I'm water, I like the poison water The next now. time I see you, I'll bring my army of fish and we'll take the, the Iron Throne. The next the time I see you, it'll be in Piat Pri's house and my son will have a wig on. Yep, <laughs> we love it. I love thinking about that because we do get to see the exploded blue Iron Throne, which is just, it's gotta be foreshadowing. Yeah. It's gonna be a blue room. Blue room. Anyways, this is where Khaleesi talks about how she truly loves John and fucking... Then they're friends for a second and then Sansa's like, well, what about the North? We want to be independent now. Um, And then Danny like, pulls her hand back and is like, (gasps) and then Maester Wolken interrupts. Who? Maester Walken, because he walks in. Okay. Maesters be Walken. Maesters be Walken. Uh Uh-huh. Because he's like, your grace, my lady, Khaleesi, the, the Theon is here now in Winterfell. Mm-hmm. So Theon's here. Can I, um... Yeah. Describe how... So Take they walk away. out, and Theon's there. And he says, Sansa, I'm here to fight. And then she runs up and gives him a hug, and that's it. Yeah, Sansa's happy because now she gets a chance to torture Theon herself. Remember when she said she wanted to do that? And now she gives him a big hug, and people think this is romantic. Yeah, Can so you- it's a, sort of a man and a lady looking at each other, so it's kind of, you know... yeah. So One thing leads to another. It's, it's, yeah. Later, they like eat a eat a meal together. Yeah. So, um, is so the next... remember, listen, I love Theon Greyjoy. You can go back and rewind the tape. I love him. Mm-hmm. But Theon's another character like Jamie, where I don't think everybody's just gonna kind of for, forgive him. Oh, like, like how he pretended to kill? No, it was because, like you said it, because he the two guys, the two boys he killed weren't like famous, so they weren't cool. important. They were like Jane Poole tier, so they don't matter to Theon. Yeah, exactly. We, it's literally yeah. everybody's like, oh, you didn't actually kill Bran? Oh, great! Oh, you just went to an innocent Miller's house and killed their two kids, and then uh, also beheaded different. Roger Cassell publicly. He did, and he said, the, "What does he say? Like the gods, you are truly gone now, or whatever. Like the gods have yeah. abandoned you, Theon Greyjoy." Yeah. Hey, why maybe, is Maester Wolken here? Where's Maester Lewin? Oh, yeah! Theon had him killed! Maybe if you watch the show, you would know who Roger Cassell is. Yeah, I do love to be have people explain to me on Twitter who that is. It's good. So then we get a scene. Hey, do you remember the main character of Season 5, Shireen Baratheon? Cause you're about yeah, to. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get a scene where so there's some small folk eating and Davos and Gilly are serving them. And Davos is like, I survived the Battle of the Bastards, Fergus, so that's why you can survive anything. Fergus is here. (laughs) Fergus is here. And then Gilly goes and explains to all the women that the crypts will be the safest place to be, landing on kind of thick, Brian. Uh Uh-huh. And there's a little girl with cheek disease like Shireen. She walks up and she's like, I don't know where to go. I want to fight like a man. I'm strong. I'm not like other women. I don't want to make fucking socks. Yeah. (laughs) Which is really like, come on, you can't be the same character when Lyanna Mormont's still here. Mm. But, but she says she wants to fight, and she's she's a widow baby. 
She's a little baby, and then Gilly's she uses um, the genius of convincing a child and says, "You need to protect <laughs> me and my me and my weak idiot son down in the crypt." And she says, "All right." She says, "Okay," and then she goes off to get says, okay. And then this is supposed to be a Shireen reference because she taught both Gilly and Davos how to read, and she has the nasty cheek. Uh huh. Do you get it? And originally there was a line. There was apparently a whole conversation about just how like, oh, Gilly, she reminds me of Shireen. <laughs> Yeah, weird. But uh, it's her uh, grayscale is fine. So yeah. we like having her here in Winterfell. We like having. Her. Do you want to fucking do Patreon stuff? I hate this episode. <laughs> yeah, let's before we get into the big the, the shit part. Let's uh, check Patreon dot uh, com slash Post Game of Thrones. Um, if you like, you can donate money to us there. At one dollar a month, you'll get uh, access to all the bonus content, including Carry Me Home. Me and producer Kim do that one. Yep. Anything to say about Carry Me Home? Um, it's good. It's good. You if you believe first. they put a man on the moon, man on the moon. Oh, what's what's that? That's the Man on the Moon song for Man on the Moon. Oh, Man on the Moon. Maybe we'll watch that later this month. R.E.M. It does Man on the Moon. It's good. And then uh, later this week, boop, 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 next episode of Words and Deeds, our mm. Metal Gear Solid podcast. Stay tuned for that. Um, at $5 a month, you'll get special shout-outs in episodes, and uh, we'll read a message if you send one in. At $10 a month, you'll get all that, plus special user status in Discord, and we'll make a funny monster for you in Fire Pro Wrestling. Let's see. Let me just do the kind of uh, fun point style algorithm and pick a special user here. Okay. Um, it's gonna be... May... It, it is yeah. going to be May. It is! It is. It's Taurus uh, season. I regret to inform you that it's uh, Enemy of the Show Matt. Okay. So, kind of a good episode today. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt, for the money, but, you know. Yeah, I hear Matt liked this episode. He said it was good. Yeah, he thought it was really good, and he liked to watch it. Yeah, I'm jealous of Brooks, because he gets to watch it twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that it's, all of my impressions have become our George voice, but... I'm tired. I hate the show. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's so difficult. I'm the Night King. I'm I'm the Night King, and uh, in my novels, you'll see that uh, the symbol I use, I just like to do it. Ah, oh, dude, we still gotta talk about how we learn about the Night King's true purpose. That's the next scene. That's why I'm, I'm like, getting this out of the way so well, we can really dig into Well, first we got it. a funny reunion with Tormund. Patreon.com slash Post Game of Thrones, thank you. We're back. Thank uh-huh. you. So there's the horn blares and the night watches here and then everybody hugs and then uh, Tormund says, ah, I interrupted. And then I do need to point out that these people mm-hmm. successfully mm-hmm. just walked around the army of the dead with no issue from last heart. Yeah. And also, the, like, it's John, fine. John asks Tormund how close they are. So Tormund got close enough to scout without detection or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And they, go, went, they, they, they went around them like you do with Mo Kalen. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love that they decided to not fall back to Mo Kalen, the most strategic yeah. tower in the entire north. It's only important when it is. It's only important when it is, and it's it's famously impenetrable, and if you hold it, nobody can pass you and go south and to take the big funny chair. But it's more epic to be in Winterfell. And then Tormund asks where the funny big woman is, and that's it. And then Jon starts talking like he's in the trailer in the next scene. Yeah, he, yeah, he's saying, like, the the dark boy of Nightman is here. <laughs> yeah. Which everybody who's mad at me on Twitter should listen to John because he's talking about, our enemy does not stop. All right, but, it, like, everybody on Twitter is explaining to me that fucking 
the Night King is just Dewey from the family circus, and he's just going zigzags all over the fucking uh-huh. beyond the wall until he realized that they could have a dragon. And they, then they had, they had to like set up camp and like feed, um, you know, it's hard. yeah. They had to set up camp. They had to they had to go to hard home so that Night King could be epic and do the meme. Uh huh. And then they had to go they, before that. They had to go go scare him at the fist of the first men. Mm-hmm. And some people had to like hurt Benjamin and make him blue. Mm-hmm. They had to go kill Hodor. <laughs> they had to kill Hodor. Had to die for this to happen. Yeah. So then we learn that uh, they go to a war room, and John's like, "We can't win in a regular fight, but looks directly <laughs> in the camera. If we kill the Night King, everything will be fine, and everyone will die." So this is just once one. This is just him kind of proposing this. We don't know this. Like, there's no evidence that supports this. All that happened so far is they killed one White Walker and all of the Whites around him except the one convenient one they needed to die. Yeah, the so one time know. the one time they experienced that happening, they saw that it didn't totally work. Yeah. Second, uh, in the scene before, Tormund comes and says, hey, they'll be here tomorrow. So now they're discussing their battle plans. Well, yeah. The night w- before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they wanted to hang out and then enjoy a nice fire. Uh, hey, do you know how, why the Nightman's coming? So, so Jamie says that fucking, oh, Jamie's like, if that's true, then the Nightman will never expose himself. And then Bran says, yes, he will. Which would be funny if it was about the Night King putting his dick out, but it's not. Uh So we learn that the Night King is gonna, he's coming for Bran. He says he's tried before to kill many three-eyed ravens many times in the past. And that's sort of nothing that we need explained. Okay. In any sort yep. of way. And no one asks about it. No one says that's weird or whatever. No one asks about it. And then Sam says, well, what does he want? And then Bran says, an endless night. He wants to erase this world and I am its memory. Does this count to you as a new explanation of what the Three-Eyed Raven is? Yes. Okay. Because so far, it's, I mean, it's hard to explain. So, But yeah. all that we've seen so far is that he has the ability to just like do whatever he wants. I never, He's Star we, Platinum. He's Star Platinum. We never learned that he's some type of, like, knowledge repository. Yeah, he's a library like, now. Yeah. It's, it's my favorite place to be. This is true. Um, yeah, it's good. So then, like, this scene is good, because then Sam goes on a fucking soliloquy. Like, he starts holding a Jura Mormont skull and uh-huh. says, Well, that's what death is, isn't it? Forgetting. Being forgotten. It's what separates us from animals. Literally what what an animal would try. <laughs> yeah. Th- that line only works because there's no elephants in the show. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is... So the Night King, is, he wants to wipe out all people, but Bran is the only one who has a memory. So uh-huh. that's... Sam's like, if you're gonna... If, if I were the Night King and I wanted to kill humanity, I'd kill you first, Bran. I'm, now I'm imagining, like, simultaneously in, like... Uh, Game of Thrones guy den, we get this director's cut scene yeah. where the nightman is with his guys and he's like, uh, what are we fucking, do we just kill the kid? Like, do they all die if we kill him? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, boss, just get the kid in the chair. Yeah. It's just, it's the true Sun Tzu strategy of if you're going to conquer a people, you have to kill their librarian first because then they uh-huh. can't write down or remember what happened to them. Yeah, exactly. And he has to die immediately first. Yeah. And then so Bran why says, you, "Why don't you send Bran into the fucking sun?" I'm listen. Genuinely, it's ridiculous that that's not on the table. Like that, no one even would suggest it. Not e- there's like fucking 
fucking, I don't know, make Jamie evil for this scene again. Uh-huh. And just have him be like, well, it's, you know, it's one, it's one kid against the entire realm. And he said he's not even Bran anymore. So, like, if we sacrifice Bran, then, like, that, w- I mean, if the rest of us would survive. And then Davos could do his bullshit about one child against the entire world. It costs everything. Thanos, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But somebody, literally, he shows him, like, the Night King touch hand that he has on his arm. <laughs> yeah. And he's Which like, we, this is how he's tracking me. Did we know that he had this? I think it came up a couple times. Okay, because I don't remember it at all. He got he got hand-touched by him on on the arm, and then, like, mm. they should consider cutting Bran's arm off, and then yeah, just, like, throw it in the it, fire. Like, putting it in the crypts, and then when the Nightman goes down there, you just- He's like, oh, like, shit! You, ha- you, you lock him up in there, and then you have Drogo, like, Drogon fill it up with turds or something. Uh-huh. And then you can give Bran a golden arm that makes him better at fighting. It makes so much sense. It's just genuinely, like, I like Bran. I don't think they should do it, but somebody should have suggested that if all the fucking Nightman wants is Bran, they should fucking send Bran over the wall with a trebuchet. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, next scene. Is this, uh, like, well, the yeah, they, they we, we should say that they do come up with a fucking Scooby-Doo plan. Where it's just Bran, to kill the Night King. Bran is oh, they put, be, they put Bran in the Godswood. He's going to be waiting in the Godswood with Theon and the Ironborn, which is a, a, a the Winds of Winter checklist about, like, Theon's going to die in the Godswood in front of Bran. Uh-huh. So thanks, Brian, but just uh-huh. not ex- not in a fucking Scooby-Doo mystery to kill the one blue bad man. Mm-hmm. And then we fucking... Tyrion wa- Daenerys wants Tyrion to go down in the crypts, but then... Daenerys, you know the breaker of chains, Daenerys, who like thinks that the wheel has been breaking over everybody forever over oh, yeah, Stark yeah, yeah. and Lannister. Yeah. So she's like, Dene- Tyrion, you need to be in the crypts. It- it- Tyrion wants to fight with all the other normal people. And Daenerys, breaker of chains, liker of small folk, says, Tyrion, there are thousands of them, but only one of you. You can think better than any of them. Bad. Yeah. One thousand. All of, of these them, people are expendable. Except one thousand of them and me. Yeah. So, just... A thousand brains in one, Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Then we, I, I know, I, I know we want to get away from the scene, but, so they say that the dragons won't come, the Night King won't come if dragons are close. Why? This episode, this whole scene is just them talking about the many ways in which the Night King will not so come. So what are they gonna do? A fucking dragon sneak attack? Put a fucking dragon on the wall and they won't come! Just put them there! He won't like it. And then Bran can't see the future anymore, because in this scene, Arya's like, does Dragonfire work on him, Gov? And then Bran says, I don't know, nobody's ever tried. Uh, they try it last season. I don't fucking remember. I like it. So then they all go to bed, and then it's just John, John and Danny in the map room, and I genuinely think Danny was, like, trying to smash on the map, like Stannis. But then mm-hmm. John goes, oh, uh, your grace, and then leaves. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Is this when, um, Grey Worm B- is done? No, we have another racist. scene. Fuck me, dude. Uh, there's a quick scene before that where Tyrion and Bran decide to hang out. Okay. And then Tyrion says, Bran, I want to hear about your strange journey, and then- I genuinely do not remember this happening. It's very quick. He says, Bran, I want to hear about your long journey, and Bran says it's hard to explain, it's a long story, not kidding. And then Tyrion says, it's a good thing we're here where we can't go anywhere. And then he cuts away before he explains anything, so he didn't get a chance to say Hodor's name or anything like that. Okay, cool, I like it. And then we, yeah, then we get Grey Worm and Miss Andy. So, um, Miss Ant- Miss Andy works, walks up to two little Winterfell children and she's like, hello, and then they say, we're racist for this scene. And we're racist, leave. Gov! 
Uh, they just stopped, got off a hard shift at the racism factory, and they. Uh, <laughs> Liana Mormont's making them work double shifts in the winter. Yeah, double shifts at the racism factory. <laughs> we don't need socks, but we do need that. We do. We're, listen, we're going to need racism to get through the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Only anti-blue racism, please. <laughs> anyway, Grey Worm walks up, and he's like, "Hey." Miss Andy is like, printing their retirement papers that yeah, are going into really effect funny next if week. The actor did his like American accent from Yeah, when he was one. on Game Grumps. He's like twelve cheeseburgers. He's yeah. like, Miss Andy, <laughs> when we leave here and go back to North, we're gonna be peaceful. We're gonna on go the to beach. Charles Cheese. Charles Cheese and get one Coke and we'll have peace in North where it's peaceful. In North. What? That's where she lives. She lives in... Her name is Narth. <laughs> My son is also named Narth. We should also... This is where it, it became apparent to me, because they're outside in Winterfell. There are four episodes left in television's Game of Thrones, and they're in Winterfell, and, and it's not snow. snowing. It's not snowing. Like, I... If there's genuinely one good thing, it's, like, their relationship, because it's just kind of nice. Yeah. You know? And I did, it, it also, again, was, like, very fan fiction-y, but, uh, Miss Andy saying something like, well, my people are peaceful, we don't fight. And he's like, well, I'll protect you then. I was like, yeah. that's nice. Anyway, let's, we're not gonna die in the next one, bye. Yeah. I'll tell you about North when I, the next time I see you. <laughs> it's good. Uh-huh. I do, you did say, you did point out something funny in the chat, where you were like, the two famous things you gotta know about Unsullied. <laughs> yep. Because Grey Worm is like, I love you so much, once Khaleesi wins, let's just go on vacation in Narth and leave yeah. forever. The two I don't want to live in this racism are, zone. are not following the, the direct rule of their commander and being in, like, long-term relationships. <laughs> it's, it's good. Uh. Yeah, so, the, so Grey Worm says, I gotta go die now. And... <laughs> I know that we, I, I know I keep circling back to it, but it's not, I'm not even doing a bit when I say that, like, in-universe, about Winterfell being not snowing, uh-huh. the best genuine in-universe explanation is that Stannis actually saved the world by burning Shireen. He, he was, it worked! It, like, genuinely, it's, like, they would have been fucked months ago, like, nobody would have been able to make it to Winterfell if it was still a blizzard, like it was in season five. Shit, so dude. I'm not even like doing my Stannis thing. Like that just seems fucking textual. It, it just seems it seems canonical to me. Yeah, it kind of stopped winter, didn't it? It did stop winter just for a little bit. I mean, it'll probably start when the big battle happens because it'll they, winter read the script. Yeah, and if you're if you're the people on Twitter who are mad at me, uh, you might you might know that the White Walkers were waiting for winter to come before they burned down the wall. Yeah, they were just sitting around with no control over the elements, and they decided to wait until winter. Mm. Very so yeah, Grey Worm says, "Fucking, I'm gonna go die." And then we learn, we go to we go to see John and Sam and a fucking dog who I don't recognize. Weird dog is just there. Th- <laughs> just a weird stray dog on. Set. There's a fucking JPEG of Ghost from season two just like slapped over this. <laughs> he screen. looks smaller. He looks so tiny. And you don't even like they didn't. They could only pay for like two legs. Like you can't yeah. even see the whole dog. Yeah, it's just Ghost and his front two paws. He's just yeah. there. Um. So yeah, Ghost walked all the way back to Castle Black without seeing the Army of the Dead, too, I guess. And then Uh Sam's like, hey, Gov, John, did you tell her that she's your aunt yet? And then he says, hey, here, here, Sam, let me answer that question. But then Dolores Ed shows up. Um, is this when Sam goes on his whole, like, I'm the killer of White Walkers, and then in the next scene immediately says, I'm not good at fighting Jorah Mormon. Here, have my sword. 
Yeah, so Dolores Ed shows up and says, and now our watch begins, so nobody's going to mention anything about John. Like, they, deserting or anything. They say, they look at each other, and one at a time, they all say the crypt is safe over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then, because we're not going to have a skeleton war next episode. And then Sam says, I killed a White Walker in several fens. Mm-hmm. And remember when John Bradley was acting last season and had grief? It, not anymore. No, he's epic now, and he's, Sam the Slayer is back. He's here. Oh, he's and then Sam makes fun of Ed for being a virgin! Yeah, dude. He makes fun of the Lord Commander for keeping his vows, and John laughs. Yeah, for doing, like, being true to your vows and living, like, the life of a true Night's yeah. Watchman, as you should. Ed and being says, a oh, commendable Sam. Lord Commander, yeah. He says, oh, Sam, if, if you're out there, then we're all fucked. And then Sam says, well, calling you fucked wouldn't be accurate. Do you get and it? And then they both fucking, they both laugh. And I gen- really so funny. then Ed goes, Samuel Tarley, Slayer of White Walkers. And I genuinely thought he was also going to say Slayer of Pussy. I'm dead serious. This but he says Lover of Ladies after. Uh-huh. It's funny. And then they bring up Gren and Pip. Still not Egret, but they talk about Gren and Pip, uh-huh. which is Ooh. very Brian Cogman. And then yeah. they say, hey, if we die, burn us. And then they look at each other and say, hey, does anyone seen Satin? Anyone yeah, where the uh... fuck is Satin? John, you're, you're Stuart. Anyone, uh, you seen that? You seen that guy? I hope Fergus no? is Satin. Fergus is Satin. Zendaya is Michi. Zendaya is Michi. Jamie and Tyrion are talking again. Did you know? Just another scene where they, yeah, they're talking and I'm screaming Taisha into my phone. Mm -hmm. And then Tyrion talks about how the first time we were in Winterfell when the show was good, we were different. Mm -hmm. And they even talk about, like, they talk about explicitly whoremongering, so I really thought they were going to bring up Taisha here. Yeah, they were really leaning into it. Cogman wanted to do it so bad, but they were like, no, we have to save it for some reason. Uh-huh. And then this is where Brienne and Pod walks in, and Tyrion's like, he says, I'm not, this isn't P-God editorializing, he goes, would you like to drink some piss? Does he say that? He says, mmm, this beer is piss, do you want a piss? And then, and then Pod says, I'll he, take half a cup of piss. This is when he pours Podrick, like, a big cup, right? Yeah, then, then Brienne's his mom and says, you can have half a cup. Uh-huh. And then Davo shows up and sees that the people who killed Stannis and his son and Funny Torment are there, and he's like, ah, this is fun, my boys. He says, I like it. And then, so this is where, unfortunately, Brian Cogman starts to be on his bullshit, because Tormund looks over at the funny big woman, Brienne, and says, hey, we should, we can die soon, so we should fuck tonight. And then Brienne gets all, like, blushy and stammery. Uh Uh-huh. She's like, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're here, Tormund, because, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, I'm glad you're here fighting with us. Mm Mm-hmm. And because fucking Brian Cogman has a Joss Whedon shrine or something. Mm-hmm. And then Tormund says, "Hey, do you want to know why they call me Giant Spain, Lore Master, Lore Master, Lore Master?" And then he fucks up the story. <laughs> and he fucks up the story, and he starts talking about how he drank a giant's titty milk, and he starts guzzling the milk that he brought from home in front of everybody. And mm-hmm. I think he's genuinely—I think the writing here is—he's trying to flirt with Brienne by saying that he'll like breastfeed on her. Yeah, it's good because she's a giant woman. Um, and then he does like a big drink of alcohol. Yeah, and it's, it's, and it spills it's everywhere. Milk, it's drink, it's good. Um, is this when the good scene happens that we like? Well, this is Arya just walking around the battlements, and the Hound is there. Was and that you him? Want- what scene? Oh, we're getting to the really. Um, we're almost at the good scene. Which but, scene was it? The really good one that everyone liked. That. Which one? The good one that we all liked. Yeah, you're gonna have to be more specific. They're all good. Yeah, they're all really good, but we're not there yet. Yeah, this is when um is this yeah, this is when Arya goes to the hand and you can't see fucking anything and they say nothing and they, they, they say bye. The actors seem so fucking bored. All they do is mm-hmm. talk about things they used to do. Mm-hmm. 
And also, Arya reminds me that the Hound is in the Brotherhood without banners now. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Nothing matters. And this is another Eddie editorializing scene where she walks up to the Hound and says, It's interesting. You used to fight for other people, but now you fight for yourself now. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. And then... Doesn't Beric- someone, like, interrupt them? Yeah, Beric like shows up shows and he up. says, I'm still alive and there's four episodes left of Game yeah. of Thrones. Yep. And then Arya says, you're both boring, and then leaves. Uh-huh. I'm off to do more exciting things. She leaves to go shoot, like, genuinely, the next thing we see her do is shooting three exer- three arrows into the exact same spot. Uh-huh. And then Gendry shows up and he says, my lady, I have your Darth Maul staff. Uh-huh. And then Gendry says, or no, Arya's like, so what did the Red Woman want with you, Gendry? And very normal thing to ask. Normal, and then Gendry, like, talks about when he was assaulted by the Red Woman, and then he says that he's Robert's bastard, and Arya seems surprised by that news? Mm-hmm. Which I forgot that I guess they didn't know that when they were mm-hmm. together. They just thought he was yeah. hiding because he was, like, handsome or something. That's, yeah. that's my bad, I guess. Uh-huh. So is epic in this scene, and he starts asking about Gendry. She starts asking Gendry, how many girls have you been with? Like, what's your history? When's the last time you got tested? Mm-hmm. And he says he's been with three girls, and then Arya says, hey, we're probably going to die soon, and I want to know what it's like first. Bad. Mm-hmm. And then Arya fucking takes her top off, and they start making out, and then Gendry sees her tummy scars and says, from the waif, and he says, yucko. Mm-hmm. But then they still like it. And there's nothing that this show likes more than a girl's 18th birthday, huh? Yeah, it's very normal. Kim, you really like this scene, right? I don't know the scene. Tell me the, about The it. one we liked with Arya? The one right after Arya's 18th birthday that was off screen. The one right after Arya's 18th birthday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot, a lot of discourse around this scene, huh? So, do you remember in... Uh, so, there's a lot of angles through which to talk about how this one isn't so great. Mm-hmm. The first one I want to hit is... I mean, the first one I want to hit is there's nothing the show loves more than an 18th birthday. Yeah. Um, judging from how Brian uh, treated Sansa and Arya, his two favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Um... And also these people who they've like who they casted when they were like ten years old, and now they're yep. like, what if they were in, what if they were naked? Mm-hmm. Um, pretty bad. But mm-hmm. just remember last season when Arya like killed a bunch of people and cooked them into a pie and made an old man eat it, and yeah, then and Hot Pie like- was so like shocked at how like far gone she was and asked her what happened, and then she saw a dog and now she's a normal girl in a little rom com love story now. Mm-hmm. So. What do, you, do you, what do you think? There's two There's two ways to tackle this one for me. One is the in-universe reasoning for it, which is that Arya is... What's Arya's character? Like, it's literally whatever they want it to be for that scene. Like, there's nothing before this that's shown she's even been interested in any type of, like, romantic or sexual situation ever. But she does yeah, for but this it's episode. Yeah, th- but Arya and Gendry is a thing that people like from the books. So, so they knew it was the last season, so they had to do it. And then second is the whole thing of, yeah, you've kind of known this, like, character. Even, even though, one, characters don't have fucking agency because they're written by people and they're fake. Yeah, they're written by fucking dudes. Two, we as viewers have known her since she was a child. Yeah. So even if she's supposed to be whatever age, the age of consent in Westeros is, like the age you can drink. And hey, I think if, like, People were posting the spike in the Google search for Arya Stark age. I mm-hmm. think if they have to do that, it's probably it's not, not super good. Because if it's not clear she, that she's an adult. Even if she... Okay, say whatever. We know the age of consent in fucking Westeros. Yeah, uh, Ed Sheeran told her. Ed Sheeran told her. And for us as humans who live. Yeah. But, like, she's consistently portrayed as being, like, quote-unquote young. 
you yeah. know, like in her mannerisms and the way she acts and where how we're supposed to view her. Mm-hmm. So suddenly to just say here's like half a titty, it's it's, it's a bit jarring to me yeah. personally. It's also yeah, like it's it's bad no it's bad no matter what. But mm-hmm. it is, it was way more gratuitous than it needed to be. They didn't. Even if you could, here's, I would not like it either way. Either, but either cut away, like, when they kiss, or when she, like, she'll do, like, oh, I'm, a, like, a strong woman, and, like, push him on the bed, and then it cuts away. Yeah, they Like, this scene was so fucking do, long. Have them do the shit that they did on the boat, where, like, with the, the first part, just the first part, where, uh. like, it's, like, uh, Arya knocks on Gendry's door and she looks like she's moving into an elevator with him and then she makes the DreamWorks face and says I want to know what it's like and then you close the door and then we go to a next, the next scene. And then Tyrion's outside. Stay looking and Tyrion's outside. So we gotta, so did you see the thing that HBO like UK tweeted? Oh yeah, here's the thing you should do by the time, by the time you're 18 in Westeros, here's the fun you should have. It's a random thing that they tweeted out right before the episode about if you're 18, you should have a pet and get beaten by a stick a lot and beat up the hound and all that mm-hmm. shit that Arya's done. And have a F- box of fucking, faces. Fucking Jon Snow's parentage style infographic charting Arya's age for each season of television's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Which, again, this this is sort of what birthed the whole Twitter bullshit. But, like, so this me, Arya was canonically 11 in season one. It was said on the show that she was 11. Mm-hmm. So now we know that at least seven years have passed since the beginning of the show. So the Night King has been marching for over seven years. Uh-huh. That's fucking... That, there's no fucking way that that's actually true. It's taking his time. Like, there's literally... There is literally no way that a year is passing be- between every season. Are you telling me that, are you telling, like, everybody who says that is trying to tell me that boat sex happened a year ago. And, and this is where they're at in their relationship. John's resurrection was two years ago. Yeah. Stannis burn, Stannis burn Shireen three years ago. Fuck you. No fucking way. Uh, we still have so much to talk about in this fucking episode. I love this episode. So they go back (laughs) around, (laughs) it's... Many are saying this is the best episode of the series, potentially. Brian, Uh people were like, Brian Cogman brought the waterworks this week. <laughs> he did it again. The waterworks in terms of me making the mood emoji. Yeah. So we go back around the fire where all the fucking secondary characters, who some of them who aren't named Lannister, are going to die next episode. Mm-hmm. And then Tyrion's like, hey, isn't it interesting how we all fought the Starks at some point, but now we're here to defend them? And then Tyrion laughs at, about how they all have plot armor. And... Then Tyrion says, hey, Brienne, you're sir, and then says, oops, no, you're not. And then everyone says, hey, wait, why isn't she a knight? And Tormund says, if I was king, I'd make her ten knights. And yeah, says, and then okay. Tormund says, fuck tradition, because it's the only fucking thing they can write in the show. <laughs> Jamie says, bet you can't do this on concrete. knights <laughs> here. Yeah, so then as a dare, I guess, uh-huh. um, Jamie just says, I'll prove it. And he, he says, I mean, no one was doubting you. No one doubted you, dude. He says, like, you, you might be a redneck. <laughs> and then he asks Brienne to kneel, and then he says, the, the rise, Brienne of Tarth, the Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. And in a vacuum, it's good. In a vacuum, this is like a good thing that I like and I want to happen in the books. But one, I couldn't enjoy this scene because it was after the fucking Arya Stark sex. And also, funny Tormund was clapping and drinking and, milk the whole time. And also, like, it's entirely me projecting the book characters onto these characters because they are completely not the same ones. Yeah, it's weird how the one thing that lands is the one thing that they very clearly from the cribbed books. from the Winds of Winter. Yeah, weird. 
Anyway, I did like that Gwendolyn Christie got the orb of acting this episode. Yeah, she, she, Sam, Sam, fucking alley ooped it to her. He sure fucking did because he wasn't good this one this time. And then she did a big smile, and we genuinely like to see it. But you know, yeah, genuinely having a laugh. And just um, fucking Game of Thrones, leave it to like here's the one thing I want to happen in this series, and I series, and I can't even fully enjoy it because of the rest of the shit. This is truly this show. This is this episode is a great example of. The one cool thing happens and you forget how awful the rest of this episode is. Because oh, yeah, when, for I, sure. when I, when I'm like, what's a good episode from like not the, like obviously like Baylor and Blackwater are good episodes, but like what, when I think of like good episodes, like I'm, I'm still like 12 years old. So the first thing I think of is like the mountain and the viper. Cause that yeah. one has like a cool fight, but mm-hmm. it's so I, it's like, I'm like, Oh, if I could go back and watch an episode, I might watch the mountain and the viper. But hey, remember one, the rest of the That episode? one also has the Orson Lannister monologue in it. Yep. Sure does. Like, there's, um, it's the one cool thing that happens, but then people forget it. They forget that the entire rest of the show is just the High Sparrow talking. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, can we please finish this episode? No. We go uh, to a Mormont scene now. Where okay, Jorah, cool. Mormont, Exile, yeah. <laughs> Exile, uh-huh. who wanted, who Ned Stark wanted to be put to death, and Leona this is Mormont. Happen- this is happening in Winterfell, by the way. Yeah, in Winterfell. Leona Mormont, who is only the lady of Bear Island because Jorah was exiled. Mm-hmm. They're just talking. Yep. Yeah, it's <laughs> No normal. mention of it. And Jorah's uh-huh. like, Leona, you're a little girl and you should be in the crypts, but cool child soldier Leona says no. Mm-hmm. And then Sam br- brings out Heartbane and says, fucking, do you want this? He says, remember this? Anyway, it's yours now. You can so, use it. Jorah's, Jorah's like, uh, you still have a family. Um, and Sam, is Sam just not in the Night's Watch anymore? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because he's also Samuel Tarly, and you're also, like, not supposed, you're supposed to, like, be just, like, fucking Amon. I think at some point everyone agreed that the Night's Watch doesn't exist unless you're Dolores Ed, then you're allowed to be the leader of it. Then you it's are kind of like getting like an honorary doctorate. Like it doesn't yeah. really do anything. It's just kind of yeah, you're the leader. But you can leave the wall. <laughs> yeah, you can you can do whatever you want. You can leave the wall when the famous three blows of the horn happens, which you've been training Remember for. Remember how the years. famous thing the Night's Watch is supposed to do is protect the realm of men, and as soon as they got attacked, everyone immediately fucking ran away. <laughs> it shall not end until my death, unless it's scary, and then I go yeah. hang out with Ned Umber. Yeah. So we learned that fucking Jor Mormont taught Sam how to be a man. So here's the sword, Jorah. And the theory we had last year where they were going to use Valyrian steel to take off Grayscale, that would have made this scene make a little bit of sense. Yeah, because he would have used it. Yeah, it could have been like, hey, Jorah, if it comes back, you can keep this and take it off. It'll be like an EpiPen. Like, you can just keep yeah. it with you, and if your Grayscale comes back, you can just take it off again. Uh-huh. But no, it's just, hey, George, you need this. Here you go. He says, sure, I like it. Thank it's you. like last season when Littlefinger was like, hey, Bran, here's the knife from before. Don't kill me with it. All right, see you later. So when it, the only reason Jorah, like, let uh, John keep Longclaw is because he knew he'd get one later. So he's like, oh, no, you keep it. And he yeah. read the script and so knew that he'd get one, too. So <laughs> Yeah, maybe Jorah's one of the three-eyed ravens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did yeah. we not mention that? No, I think that we did. There's, there's a, several, three there's several three-eyed ravens. And no one mention, asks about it or brings it up Yeah, or a thousand ravens in one, and mm-hmm. we love it. And then we go back to the fire. Again? Yeah, dude. This is where, so the Lannisters and Davos oh, and everybody is, is else is hanging Pod out. sings this song? Yeah, Tyrion's like, hey, does anybody know any songs besides the Reign of Castamere? And then Podrick sings David Benioff's version of Jenny's song. Mm-hmm. 
There is one nice part, I'll admit it, where, like, they're one of the lines is, like, she couldn't remember their names, and then we see that with Theon and Sansa, which is, like, a nice touch. Would be better if they adapted, like, the Death of the Dragon storyline, but... Yeah, if they were, if they, like, <laughs> went through, like, what they do in the books, yeah. Yeah, if there was, like, a thing about, like, Theon and his name and stuff. If there was but, an like, arc about, like, your name and not being who you are yeah. and, like, your identity. Yeah. I, it's so good when just, like, people who, like, I otherwise, like, respect as, like, people who know the books well, they'll they'll praise the show for... It was a good book reference. It's an adaptation! What do you, like, it's so, I was, sorry to complain again, Kim, about the same thing I told you before, but it's just so annoying to me how it's constantly, like, oh, well, they're different, like, you can't expect everything to be the same, and then also taking book things to support things that happen in the show that, like, Yeah, you just harvest all the cool shit. Yeah. Without any of the process. It's whatever you want it to be. It's like fucking, uh, I'm gonna adapt the Harry Potter series, and it's gonna be about a boy named Harry Potter, and he opens a burger restaurant, and then he calls it Hogwarts, and mm-hmm. then everybody says, oh, great homage great to the source material. Yeah. Cool. Great illusion, bud. Yeah. So, we see, this is where, like, so Podrick is apparently a good singer in real life, and he starts mm-hmm. singing Jenny's song, and it's... Uh, we see fucking Theon and Sansa look at each other, so people ship it now, and then we see Arya... <laughs> In bed with Gendry in a fucking sitcom blanket. Yeah. Where, like, we where see she's, all like, of Gendry's covered up chest, and he's but, yeah, it's, like, up to yeah. her neck. Uh-huh. Which is like, oh, it's, it's tasteful for once. Good job. And then uh-huh. Grey Worm kisses Missandei and goes to continue being alive in battle. Uh-huh. And then the episode... I thought the episode was over, but I forgot. It's not. No, we get the fucking we- fifth... <laughs> uh, John's a Targaryen. For R plus L equals J, number four. And it doesn't even get a satisfying conclusion this time. Oh, God. So they're looking, John's looking at fucking Lyanna Stark and they're, the dog statue that's next to it. And then Daenerys walks up and says, ah, my brother Rhaegar was supposedly nice and kind, but he raped Lyanna. So why would Daenerys believe that story if she only heard it from Viserys and she loves the Mad King and Viserys but hates Rhaegar? Robert's Rebellion is based on a lie. Right, Bran told her. Uh-huh. So then John says the thing that he learned off screen where actually Lyanna loved him. Mm-hmm. And then she was a says, child, but go off. He says, he says, uh, Khaleesi, there was a, Lyanna had a secret baby in the Tower of Joy, and the secret baby was Aegon Targaryen, and Khaleesi, I'm baby. I, Khaleesi, Khaleesi, how is Babby formed? I am Babby. I'm, it's me, I'm baby. Baby. Colonel. <laughs> Colonel, I'm baby. Colonel, I'm trying to fight the army of the dead, but I'm baby. <laughs> I'm trying dun, to dun, just... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> And then, and then Khaleesi just asks, who told you this? And, yeah. and John says, Bran, and Khaleesi says, what? And John just fucking barrels past it. Uh-huh. And then Sam gets credit for reading it instead of Gilly again. And so, then, and then, and then the first thing Daenerys says is, like, right. oh, so this means you have the best claim to the eye of Can we Which rewind doesn't. a little bit? There's a little bit, of, we have to gloss over before we got in this part, a little bit. <laughs> so it's just, so it's just not first, gonna deal with it, huh? At first, yeah. So <laughs> you might think when Danny was taken aback, I was like, "Oh, cool, they're gonna do it. They're about uh-huh. to do it." Um, but if you think that she's taken aback because she's realizing that she's his aunt, you're incorrect. It's because she's mad at anybody else for being Stannis and just jockeying okay, for. Can the- I please read you the Wikipedia description? Oh, hundred percent. Hit me with it. Uh, John reveals what Sam and Bran have told him of his parentage. She questions whether this information, having come from John's brother and best friends, is reliable. She further notes that, if true, John would have a claim to the Iron Throne, implicitly alluding to a potential conflict between them. Yeah, that's the only one. That's it. 
That's the yep. only problem we have. It would have. make you the last male heir of House Targaryen, and that's it. That's it. That's the only Because one. she's like, hey, the fucking guy who's not your brother anymore, who we trust because some, in some scenes he can see the future, said it. But now I don't trust you because... Because uh, it's it's episode two and there are four more. But but luck. Uh, but John knew that this was that episode. That was that minute, like fifty seven of the episode. He was waiting till then because he knew that the the zombies would get there. Yeah, so he said they, I was waiting for the perfect time, and that's what he meant. And the, the horns are there, and then we see a zombie horse, yeah. and everyone looks mad. We see the nightman's hooves, and then he walks up, and then <laughs> Those he are sees his hooves, you bitch. He sees he sees Shireen's amiibo on the ground, <laughs> yeah. and he says, "Oh well." Whoever did this isn't, it's more evil than I. I guess I'm not the true evil in the world. It'd be really funny if the Night King picks it up and he's like, oh, they're gamers. Let's leave them. <laughs> I guess they've already risen up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the fucking episode. Dude, it's so good that they don't even recognize the cheese's ant yet and we gotta, gonna get a fifth one. Uh, this, that, next week's episode is gonna be 78 minutes long. So. It's gonna be only the battle and I guess we're just not gonna get King's Landing next week either. Hey Kim, next week's episode of Game of Thrones is gonna be 78 minutes long. Whoa, that's like the sex number. It is. <laughs> it is like the sex number. So what do you think is gonna happen? I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> like, do you, have you heard who the theory main that- characters will die, like. Oh, you think, know. like, maybe, like, funny Grey Worm or Tormund or Grey fucking Worm, Beric Dondarrion Tormund. will die? If anyone, if Beric Dondarrion survives next week, this show is bullshit. He should, I mean, it is, but... He should survive. Cersei's gonna kill him. Cersei's gonna kill... Jamie's gonna choke him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, have you heard the theory that, like... Uh, so we didn't actually see, like, the Nightman, it was just other White Walkers... So the theory is that, like, Winterfell, they might hold it, but then at the end of the episode, it reveals that Nightman actually went down to to King's Landing. And he's going to be How is he there. on a fucking sneaking mission? Like, everybody's on a sneaking mission! The Lord, Remember when fucking Littlefinger and Sansa brought the Lords of the Vale through the Bolton held north and they liked it? Uh, whatever. You can just go! The Nightman should have put on a fucking hood and walked into Winterfell, and he said, well, that was easy, and then you can get Bran. Cersei's gonna wonder what this blue spot on her floor map is, and then she's gonna get closer and realize it's the Nightman, and then he's gonna kill her, and then he's gonna go sit down on the seat. Can we do Arya of the Week? No, do you think Arya's gonna die next episode? She should. I always thought Arya would die in, like, the Battle of Winterfell, and also episode three was when I thought the first dark death would happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, based on what we've seen so far, it makes sense that that could happen, but who knows with this show. Yeah, anything can happen. Do you think the crypt's gonna come alive with, like, the Kings of Winter? It's fucking better, dude! Like, why else would they set that up so much? Well, they... Because it's epic. It is epic. What if Gilly kills a White Walker? That'd be kind of sick. Honestly, that would be sick. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. They're gonna be like, hey... Gilly's on my fantasy team, and I need some fucking points at this time, so I'll take it. (laughs) No, Gilly was nice in this episode. I like Gilly. Gilly was just nice and helpful. And I like her teenage baby. (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's 12 now. Yeah. And he still sleeps in bed with mom and dad. <laughs> um, it's you ready? Good. Yeah, let's see what Kim, I fucking wrote. Kim, for the first time this season, hit me with it. Warg of the week! Warg of the week! Warg of the week. Warg of the week. This was a tough egg to crack this week. My warg, what is it? My warg, I had like eight where I just couldn't figure it out. So, so a lot of like threads, but no final. Yeah, it's like I couldn't find like a satisfying conclusion for a lot of them. Uh-huh. Um, just, well, you I know, mean, stuff then, then, like... Then you'd be like a conversation in television show Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, most of them were just like trying to like figure out 
how Arya Stark could possibly be 18 through, like, time sorry, traveling. Sorry, but... we're going long, Kim, but we have... Yeah, I gotta leave. Okay. I can't be in here anymore. It's too hot in here, and I'm yelling. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, this <laughs> is the shortest episode we'll ever do this again. Is, yeah, this is the shortest episode for the rest of the run, so don't worry about it. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, so, um... She said I sound phlegmy. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so we okay. know that there are multiple Three-Eyed Ravens now. Uh-huh. And we've seen that, like, with... With Bran, that, like, killing the Three-Eyed Raven, the last guy doesn't do anything. You just warg into the next one. Yeah. Because like, we saw the old Star Wars guy get killed. Mm-hmm. So then why did the Night King even bother killing the Three-Eyed Raven, right? Okay. Because it doesn't... Unless, unless... The White Walkers weren't aiming for the Three-Eyed Raven at all when they killed him. Okay. We know that they can't aim for anybody because they need Bran's tracker to determine where anything is. Mm-hmm. So what if they thought the old guy on the chair was someone else? Mm-hmm. What if they thought the old guy on the chair in the cave was Eris, the Mad King? Okay. You see, the White Walkers live years in the past, which uh-huh. is why it takes them so long to travel. Mm-hmm. So let me explain what I mean by the White Walkers living in the past. They we need know, to catch up. We know that Bran has green sight, mm-hmm. right? Which means that yeah. he can see into the future. Famously, the Night King has the opposite, blue sight, which means that he can only see into the past. Uh-huh. We see the children give it to him. He gives it to Viserion. He gives it to a baby. It's canon that he has blue sight. Uh-huh. So he killed who he thought was Eris. And uh-huh. we know from past wargs of the week that when you die, you warg into your killer, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that? So Eris yeah. has now warged into the Night King. Okay. And who would Eris the Mad King most want to kill? Name somebody who Eris Targaryen killed. Quick. Ned's, like, family? Brandon Stark! Yeah. So, that's why he's after Bran. He just thinks that it's the wrong one. Oh! So yeah. now, that also explains why the Night King can ride a dragon. He's got a Targaryen inside of him. Yes. And we also know that the White Walkers have no sense of direction until they give something... You have to... Until you give it the blue touch, right? Uh-huh. So you have to touch something to know where it is. Mm-hmm. And Eris famously has touched the Iron Throne. It cut him. Yes. Uh-huh. So now the the White Walkers can finally find where the sword seat is because Eris Targaryen has touched it so he knows where it is, Warg of the Week. I, I dare you to post this on Reddit, dude. Darn it. They'll eat it up. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna run back to the post production truck and put it in there because it's so yeah. good. This is so good. It's confirmed to me. Thank you. Uh let's get into questions. Patreon.com uh what is it? No. Post I mean, Game yeah, of Thrones. Go, to, go to Patreon. Go to Patreon. Send us a question there. PostGameOfThrones.tumblr.com Or uh, postgot at gmail.com uh, Let's see. We get a lot of these now. Turns I'm, out. You know, I'm really, I'm really happy for our nice little community where we can just come together every Sunday and just post at each other. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. First one this week comes in from enemy of the show tumblr user taking turns at random okay targaryen okay it is 15 minutes post episode so i'm going to try to phrase this as best i can what payoff could possibly result from the sansa theon seating is it literally just so that they can pair everyone off at the end does sansa just not hate theon now i mean theon's gonna die next episode right yeah i think so yeah he's gonna be defending sansa or bran or some shit it's, it'd be really funny if the whole thing ends as a Shakespearean comedy and we just get, like, four weddings, like, in the last yeah. episode. And that's why it takes so long. It'd be good. I just love that Sansa wanted to torture Theon herself, and then 15 minutes passed, 
and she forgot, and now she likes him. She likes him. Theon it's just good. came back to Winterfell a second time, and it just erased the past the last time she did it, and she was like, ah, Theon! Uh, related to this, uh, from Tumblr user Clodius Pulcare, friend of the show, remember how Sansa said she wished she could torture Theon herself, and now she thinks he's good, and they want us to ship them just thinking about it? Just thinking about it. So yeah. a lot of people are saying, I saw on the, uh, the review that we do our fantasy league with, they called mm-hmm. Arya and Gendry Winterfell's most famous will they, won't they couple. Okay. So kind of in the same place where Jamie and Brienne are. Yeah, exactly the same. And the thing is also, nobody who watched this show prior to the season knew about Arya and Gendry as like a fandom ship. That was something mm-hmm. that they just, they, they put into the show because it's a thing in the books and it's, not even a great thing in the books, honestly, <laughs> but um, yeah. they just they just put that in there because they're gross. At least, like, in the books one, you can, like, it's, like, weird to me, but you can say, like, oh, it's cute. Like, they're kids. Like, she has yeah. a crush, you know? Right. They're not Yeah, there's one, there's one part where, like, fucking 16-year-old Gendry says, your stupid acorn dress that you're wearing looks nice on you. Yeah. But, like, nobody who watches the show, everybody was just like, Gendry's the funny rowing man. I hope he comes the, back. The, nobody was like, yeah, I hope he exactly. meets Arya again. And the, like, whatever it is, like, milady or my lady shit in the books is cute because they're kids. Yeah. They're not adults. Anyway. Yeah, and they're, like, going through, like, trauma together and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, For, also, uh, let's let's show an 18-year-old side boob. Yeah. Friend of the show, Ape of Naples, asked... Oh, this is in all caps, by the way. Why Thank does you. the show love girls being child soldiers so much? I hate everything. It is pretty good how every little girl we've seen since, at least since, uh, Shireen, um, uh, spontaneously combusted, um, is they're all child soldiers and they love it. Uh, that's the only way a girl can be brave. Is by being a child soldier. Ned uh, always said that to us. Ned said that. When Arya, uh, did an arrow and clapped, he yeah. said she'll be a child soldier yet. Remember when Jon Snow says that there are no women warriors in the, in the free folk? There aren't. They're all dead. There was Remember one. Remember when they all reminisce in this episode with John and Dolores Ed and they, Sam, and they all reminisce about the only people they remember from the Night's Watch arc, which were Gren and Pip. That's all of them. Right after John got back from his cave with his aunt. Uh-huh. Just nothing else to to make of note. It'd be really funny if Dolores Ed was like, you know who I really miss? Jano Slint. Oli. Oli. Uh, I miss Bowen Marsh. Uh, this next one's a bit of a... I know we're going long on this one, but it's time for... We're gonna for go a, longer every week, I'm sorry to say. It's time for a thinker. Okay. Uh, anonymously asked, but the the message says, Hey boys, it's Cap'n Moomin from the Discord. Just wondering what your solution to the trolley problem would be <laughs> with the writers of The Bad Show. One track is Brian Cogman and the other is Dave and Dan. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I have three words for you. Multi-track, Multi-track drifting. drifting. <laughs> That's it. Easy. Done. Yeah, there and is the, no the, just so that in, in case they listen to this, that's just uh, that's the trolley problem it's, is when you get hit with the trolley, you're not allowed to ride anymore. It's just like your yeah. riding hand is on the tracks. Yeah, that's it. And, and then you just get an ouchie and then you're fine. Yeah. Um, I would see. like Brian Cogman to go to jail, though. We should be clear about that. Hold on. I'm trying to fuck decipher what this. Okay. Uh, okay, oof, okay, we kind of have, this looks like a stream of consciousness fucking Ulysses style, <laughs> um, it was sent in by Cl- the Tumblr user Cloud Recess Pod. this is Roy. Okay, I'll follow Roy into the, f- I'll walk backwards <laughs> into okay. Roy's post. Let me, I have no idea where this is going, uh, 
but let's, let's do it. It's I like how it starts as the first message says one out of two, and then the next one says two out of three. So that's kind of where we're going on this adventure. Listen, George originally thought he was going to write three books, and now he has seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it only got better. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's begin this one. Uh, this is Roy. I'm not bothering to log out of this account because I'm on mobile, and I shitheadedly do not remember my main's password without autofill. Mm-hmm. First off, George gets heartsbane. Hell yeah, yeah, he does. Second, yeah. and forgive me if this has been talked about previously because I'm going on four years of this show giving my brain rickets, I wondered whether a conical Westeros would experience time flow abnormalities that could explain the passage of events in the show, but realized that didn't work due to, conf- due to the conflicting slowdowns. In the North, evidenced by the White Walkers trucking for seven uninterrupted years. Uh-huh. And in the South, <laughs> evidenced by Baby Sam appearing to age only now that he's in Winterfell. So here's my theory. Planetos is roughly donut-shaped, but the end of the donut is much larger in mass than the other, think a zipper pull. Uh-huh. The larger end, being the center of gravity, experiences time dilation, and thus time moves more slowly there. The smaller end has a weaker center of gravity, so time moves faster. The smaller end of lopsided donut planetos, LPD, uh-huh. is where one would find Winterfell and environs. Meanwhile, on one pole of the larger end, one would find the north, and on the other, the south. Essos floats, so time passes however it does on a day-to-day basis, depending on where it's drifted along the surface of the donut. I'm typing this in a Michael's Arts and Craft parking lot. Thank you, Dovagetti. <laughs> thank, thank you, Roy. Kinda, I like it. The are did you are you caught up on the good place? Yeah. Uh, so it's it's fucking Jeremy Barramy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like it's whatever. Sometimes it's Tuesday and sometimes it's nothing. Like yeah. And Winterfell is the dot on the eye. Like yeah, I'm. That's me having to rewatch the show, and it takes me four hours to do it, and it feels like it's never gonna stop. Me pointing at the Arya sex scene and saying the dot on the eye is really what's throwing me for a loop here. <laughs> that scene is the fucking dimensional slug around my neck that I can't get off. <laughs> uh, last question this week comes from Tumblr user Chie Satanaka's friend of the show. Read an article today that said that said that D&D have no understanding of female sexuality, nor do they want to understand it. Uh, which I, is wh- I don't know if there's any evidence for that. Which is why Arya was so sexually commanding, despite it pur- purportedly being a coming-into-her-own moment that was a culmination of Gendry and Arya's relationship in the series thus far. Kim, uh, you want to... Help us with this one. As um, all this to ask, have D and D ever in their lives made their partners nut? Say again. Have D and D creators of television yeah, game shows yeah. in their lives made their partners nut? Oh, you mean in real life? In real life. Um, I mean, I don't. I I've never been in the room when that's happening. Uh-huh. So I don't want to say for certain. Uh-huh. But also you can't <laughs> I, I haven't it. fucked David Benioff, no. but... No. So you're, to- you're just a complete bystander on yeah, this Yeah, I think I just don't care. I don't want to think about their big dongers at this moment. Yeah, is it, was the question brought up because of the of, last night's of kind of how they write, like, sex scenes and, like, women's sexuality and so forth. Uh-huh. I will say... I know it doesn't have anything to do with the question, but do you think Arya's, like, the whole thing with Arya could have been handled differently? Yes. Almost certainly any other way. Any, literally any other way. Not letting her have sex? Like, she didn't have to. Never had to come up. Right. Or do you think it should have been done differently? If, we said if they did it differently, there are lots of other ways you could have filmed literally the same scene that would have been... Do you think it would have been more powerful if she did it by herself? Like, if she cranked off? Yeah. 
I don't need a scene of Arya cranking off. No, I'm just wondering. Like, Arya walks into a room with like a warm pie. Do you pie think like then... there's just other ways? She didn't need to. It's never been part of her character before. Nobody Wait. was like, I want to see Arya fuck, except for like so, literal kind of perverts. Anyway, postgameofthrones.tumblr.com. Can I just say briefly, what if one of their names is David Nutter? So there you go. David Nutter. David <laughs> Nutter, thank Isn't you. Isn't he like a reviewer? No, that's Miles McNutt. <laughs> that's Miles <laughs> Nut Squad's out in full effect. Miles McNutt, who gave the episode an A. Don't worry about it. Uh, that's this week's episode. Uh, this they're only going to get longer from here on out, so... Yeah. Sorry, Kim. Like the real episodes, but your episodes can be shorter if you want. They can be, but... You are in control, boys. Do your duty. Like, we won't let Stannis' words be in vain. Yeah. yeah. I feel like last week's episode was a real high-energy one, because it was new, and this yeah. one was real low-energy, but I hope that the fun battle Emmys, Emmys, Emmys budget is gonna care. I think next week's gonna be real fun. We're that much closer to Cersei being blue, to the Night King <laughs> saying, Winter is here, Khaleesi. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Uh, what are we? Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. We've GOC to go. Keep it slurpy. What if they keep were the it, nice watch? Keep it, keep it slash. Did you say keep it slurpy? Yeah. Keep it slurpy. Keep it slurpy. Dovagetti. Whatever. Keep it Dovagetti, slurpy. Dovagetti. Jemmy Rebby. Jemmy Rebby. Vos. Bye. Vos.